Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Trip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. To the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast post Royal Rumble, post NHL All Star game. And if you're extra special, we'll stop for a five second pose. Because <laughs> you know you can see a five second pose on the radio, right? It's like totally reek of awesomeness. <laughs> Robin, Dave. The Edge and Christian of podcasts. Wait, don't they have a podcast? Yes, they do. <laughs> Uh, the edging Christian of hockey podcasts, <laughs> more like the Brood. Ah, <laughs> oh, you want to bring them, bring that one up, huh? I love the Brood. The Brood had I the know. best fucking entrance ever. I can hear the theme song in my head. Unfortunately, poor David Gangrel. Yeah, but hey, poor David Heath. Poor, poor Beth Phoenix and her bloody back of the head. But we'll get to that at the second half of our podcast. Oh, she's a woman. She should be used to blood. No, Whoa, wrong podcast. <laughs> All right. So it's been a little time, a little bit of, a little bit, of, a little bit of time since we did this. Um, a lot of, a lot of devil's news. A little crease to crease segment here. Um, the I don't know if it's timely. The untimely. The shocking. Um, Ray Shiro dismissed. You're fired. Dismissed as uh, no. I'm sorry. Parted ways, yeah. Parted ways with, with with the New Jersey Devils, and it was the most awkward presser two hours before, an hour and a half before puck drop, with um, which one of the owners Harris. was it? Da- uh, Harris, Neil Patrick Harris, Neil Patrick Harris, <laughs> the the, and he was sober, um, and um, um, Fitzy, um, two of the most non-prepared people I have ever seen in any interview ever. Ray Shiro had his quirks. He would tell you 10,000 stories in five seconds, and he'd be so scatterbrained. But you'd listen. You'd understand. You'd go, okay, I get it. You could tell that Shiro was a, a hockey guy in the sense that he was your boss, but he knew the game. I mean, his dad was one of the legendary coaches of the Flyers and mm-hmm. GMs and whatnot, but he knew the game. Where, yeah, he didn't play pro. I think he played a little bit of college somewhere. But he knew the game well enough to be able to pick out the finer points 
but he also spoke like he was in the locker room at all times. Yes, pro- uh, professional. He, Just did that. No. He was a man's man. He squeezed his own orange juice. <laughs> How's that for a reference? This, this, this truly is a hockey and wrestling podcast yeah. when your comments match together. That's Thank true. you, William Regal. It's a man's man. A man's man. I, I think, yeah, it was awkward. But looking back at it now, almost a month later, because, you know, we haven't been around since the second. Um, I think you kind of understand, like when you take a big step back and kind of digest. Yes. Everything you can understand why it happened, because. All right. He went out and made some splashy moves this summer. Gusev, Subban. And most of them didn't pan out. Su- right. Subban's tick is starting to go up, which is yeah. now almost so close to the all-star game. negative three instead of just negative four. Um, Gusev. Gusev's fine. That one and panned that, out. Yes. And I, and I say to this day that if this type of production continues the rest of this season and at least into half of next season the same way or better, give him another two. Yeah, you I have, think, I think you have, you have to his, see the way the team is going. You have to have his hockey IQ with this group. And you keep Coleman. Obviously, he's there another year. And you keep Zajac because he's got that rest year. Anyway, sorry, I'm going off, off topic. But, but the the where I think the wheels went off is he didn't fire Hines quick enough. Um, Just I, after after hearing that he didn't, even offer Hall a contract to say no to comes off. And look, I personally don't think he's wrong about not offering Hall a contract. The flip side is that's all that ownership gushed at saying he's our number one priority. Right. So he so essentially it's like the the head muckety mucks told the lower management get this done and lower management go went <laughs> So they didn't do what they were told. The, I, the timing was a little bit bad because we're in the middle of a really good streak. And I understand that in a, in a microcosm kind of thing, the whatever. There's no good time. Right. It's just, okay, so they want to win now, right? This is what ownership said. They want to win now, right? Stuff started coming out about who and what to trade and what the direction of the team was. It had a smell of eh, retoolish 2.0 and, and, and ownership wants, we haven't made the playoffs since 2012. You've been here for five years. We made the playoffs once stuff about analytics coming out, meaning yep. that ownership wants the whole group to have a say and maybe Shiro hurt Shiro heard what analytics said, but didn't listen to what they said and just yeah. dismissed it. So, I mean, it's easy now to sit back yes. on this couch and and go, you know what? Maybe analytics came to him and said, you should sign Taylor Hall. Or maybe they came to him and said, all right, look, if we're going to trade him, these are the guys that you, you should, aim for. You yeah. aim for. And yeah. Ray was just like, no, nah. no, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to do it my Thanks. way. Gee, thanks. I'm sorry. Does it say GM on your door? No, it says it on my door. So you, get your fucking calculator and go you, sit in the fucking cafeteria. You kind of got that feeling that Ray would be like, you're coming to me with, with hockey stuff? Yeah. Like, like you're, it's He'll get like another you're, job. Oh, of course. Dude, Seattle's coming up. 
God I wouldn't go. No, Kansas no, City, no yeah. franchise. No, uh, um, Shane Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, uh, that presser was awkward. Um, Fitzgerald was basically on, on the brink of tears. Um, but oh, he's got to replace understood. the guy who fucking who brought him along the whole way. Um, I mean, the guy that replaced me wasn't in tears. <laughs> Um, so essentially, on an interim basis, uh, it's going to be Fitzgerald and Martin Brodeur allegedly heading up the hockey ops department outside of him selling sweets to businesses. Yeah. <laughs> and on one of the first podcasts that I guess he went on to interview for, I think it was on NHL.com or one of those Toronto E yeah. Canadian things. Sportsnet. He, they basically said, So, what, you know, in your first week there, what have you seen? And his answer was, I haven't seen much. I haven't watched much being on the business side, and I'm listening to this, and I'm going, D- shut up. No, I, he, I, it, I'll tell you what it does, though. It, fresh eyes? Go, yeah, I guess. But, man, these moves make our franchise that was known for its stability and its just status quo. <laughs> To make us look like, like when other people, like I used to be like, how come nobody ever talks about the Devils unless we win the cup? Right. Like nobody ever talked about rumors and nobody ever talked about stories. You know, nobody ever talked about our team. And now people are talking about our team and it's like, wow, look at that shit show in New Jersey. First of all, they trade their best player. They fire their coach after that. Then they fire their GM. Like, why would you let your GM who is there trade the best player and then fucking fire him? It makes you look incompetent. From an ownership standpoint, yeah. From from standing on the outside and not a fan of this team. And it shows that ownership was hands off. For how long have they been with us for? Since Vanderbeek left? Since what, 2013 after we went to the finals, right? Not a peep outside of head coaching announcements, play, whatever. Drafts, not a peep. This season, a lot of peeps. Yeah. And not just. <laughs> All my peeps out there. It's going to be a rough one. Um,. What so, you don't see is me fucking you're pointing to the pointing wall, pointing to my chest. <laughs> so okay, so Fitzgerald, which, in my opinion, gets this job. If if you are putting this guy right now in a spot that it was before um, meetings for the draft, for where the direction of this team is going, which is apparently be- hap- like happened this past happened weekend. this past week during their their uh, break. Yep. Um, you have the trade deadline coming up. You have potential UFAs out there and, and all this kind of stuff. I don't think you name him. I don't even, I don't even think you fire Shiro. You may you can handcuff Shiro if he stayed on, but you were going to let... Rumor has it that they were letting him go after this season. Why? After giving him a four-year extension? I don't know. But if the point of you is to let him go after the season, you could have kept him on. Yeah, handcuff them. Maybe that's the reason they they maybe they ways. really did part ways. Maybe he was like, "If you're gonna tell me what to do, then I'm fucking out." And point, apparently, point I'm taken. Right. 
Um, so I think Fitzgerald coming in there and just and I know it's it's a it's you're putting a guy in a position you're standing right next to him. So of course you're gonna you know fluff him up and and pat him on the back and pat him on the head and give him a you know go get him tiger kind of thing. But they talked up Fitzgerald very very much. Yeah, he's been that. a desired that uh, that too and a valued because he's interviewed for multiple jobs. So it's not like we're the only people who think flip it. Why hasn't he gotten them? Maybe Ray was like, see, you don't know. But yeah, I mean, it, when, it, when a name gets out there, sure. And, and that's why I kind of want to keep him. Look, he's got a different, sure, he's in that Shiro thing. Keep in mind, Shiro did wonders with our roster. Yeah. Rebuilding he, this organization from what Lou Lamarillo left him. He gave us cap space. He gave us uh, good we contracts. Got younger. We got good contracts. You give Wood four year deal, and you would think, oh, we got fucking tons of money. N- no, no, he didn't. <laughs> I mean, other if you look at the albatross contracts that we have, he didn't give them. No, except for PKs. He well, traded. He, he, he traded. He brought, full, he brought yes. it in in the full amount. True. All right. But I mean, other than that, Zajac's contract, Lou. Green's contract, Lou. Lou. Corey's contract, Corey Lou. contract, Lou. So, I mean, you look at it and you go, most of the players that are on our NHL roster right now are Ray Shiro players. Now, what happened when Shiro left the Pens? They won the Cup the next year. I'm not, I'm not setting expectations, but if you have that same pedigree, which I'm sure he didn't, up and f- change it since Pittsburgh, right? So you have this whatever. You get yourself a head coach that can coach these guys, which is going to go into one of our other uh, points here on, 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 the, on the prep here. But you give Fitzy that job, right? Sure, you make Brodor have, because Bro- Marty DeBrodor doesn't want to be GM, assistant GM, none of that He doesn't shit. want to travel. He doesn't want to put, he, he doesn't he want, want to do the legwork. He wants to stay in St. Louis with his kid, and then he say, hey, Marty, what do you think about this player? Uh, and he gives his opinion, and, and there you go. You want to, you want him to quasi head up a, a hockey ops division? Okay, you want to be the... the, the what the, does that mean? The hot, being a hockey operations guy? What does that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> Let's ask uh, John Davidson how president of hockey operations is. Yeah, what the it. fuck does that mean? I don't know. Does that mean like you're the final say in a GM trade? In this kind of scenario for us with this quasi world that we're, we're that the Devils are living in, it's probably one of those Fitzgerald talks to Brodor, Brodor talks to management, management talks to Brodor, Brodor talks to Fitzgerald. Like it goes that way. So he's way, the middleman. Yeah, pretty much middle management. But fine. What, the, uh, look. look He's the consigliore. <laughs> Tom Hagen. Watch your cannolis. <laughs> um, I don't mind it. Why? I, look, sure, he, by all means, he won fucking three cups, right? He won three cups with us. He has an idea of what it really takes to, to make a, a, a good team. Now, rumor has it that Brodeur is going to get more involved. He's going to bring back guys like a, a name like Eliash and a guy like Stevens and all this other kind of stuff. I, I, that's problem, a, it's a, it's a toss-up. Yeah, I it mean. is. It's 50-50. I mean, I read an article where it's like, be careful. Because for every Rod Brendan Moore as a coach that works out, there's a John McClain. Yes. For every Joe Sackick that's a GM in Colorado that works out, there's Mark Bergevin. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I get it. I mean, look, if you want to have like a brain trust 
of, of what like good hockey is and what you want to bring this franchise back to, I get it. Lean on him for an opinion, all that kind of stuff. But I think Fitzgerald should get the job. And there's really only three coaches in my mind, okay, that should get the head coach gig. And it kind of leans into initial news and notes that we have. But um, Peter Laviolette was fired, okay. Um, Gerard Gallant fired from the from the Golden Knights, and give Elaine Nazarene a chance. And I put Elaine Nazarene third. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even put him on the list. Cause really? I have a feeling that you're going to see um, Paul Maurice is going to be fired. Really? Yeah. Winnipeg's not doing well. Okay. Um, so, all right. He's so, going to be going bye-bye. So you have to think one of them have, is going to be named a, for Seattle. Um, who's their GM again? I forget. Ron Francis. Um, what tie does Ron Francis have to any of those three? Uh, I mean, you look. You look at Gallant. He he took he took Vegas from nothing, with literally nothing, to a Stanley Cup final. So there's like a, a feather in his cap. Laviolette coach in uh, Carolina. I don't recall. I know Islanders, obviously Flyers, obviously the Preds. I don't know. I don't know if he has a pedigree into that. But, but either, either one of those three coaches, right? Gallant, Laviolette, or Paul Maurice, if you know, if he loses his job. I'd be fine with any one of those guys as head coach. And then if you want to do the Brodeur plan, that's what I'll call it. Sure. Then Stevens is the defensive coach if he'll take it as an assistant. And now that you have Brodeur in that buffer thing, now you don't have Shiro in there anymore, so there's... Whatever bad juju has been yeah. in there, is, I said is you gone. have to get rid. Of, you have to get rid of. You're either keeping Nazardine, and I'm assuming who's the other assistant coaches, Kowalski. Kowalski. You're either keeping that whole staff, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't, because we're not really producing the fucking results. No. Anyway, you have one good or line. You and blow it all. Clean up. house. Yeah. You just bring in a new go, new goalie coach, new fucking strength and conditioning coach. Bring new trainers, bring new everybody in so that, you know what? It truly is a new start from the top on down. Yeah. And then you give the players, if I was the coach coming into that team next year and it's a new coach, new training staff, you know, let's say Fitzgerald keeps it, I come in and go, this is a clean slate. Yes, I know you are. I know your strengths, I know your weaknesses. But you have to prove to me your ice time now. Do Nothing you, is handed to you. You strip letters too? Yeah. Even absolutely. Get, you, well, I would walk in and go, now in my brain, mm-hmm. I would say like, right, Nico's going to be, Palmieri's going to be, if Zajac's still there. Okay. But Nico's yeah. the captain. Really? That's the only guy right now that I know. It's going to be there for the next seven years. Gotcha. So I make him the captain in my head, but training camp. And I would go, I would hope that we start the off the the regular season on the road. No captain first home game. Bang. He just comes out with the same. same. And now he's the captain. Now, if you look at all three of those coaches, one being that, that tentative, right? Laviolette, Gallant and Paul Maurice. Who's who's better equipped to to make playoffs out of this playoffs. lump of coal that we have? I, I would 
I, in my opinion, still, and I'm it's really trying. I'm really trying to pull that fan out of it. Like I, I can. I look at this team, minus whoever are UFAs. Like like if we Simmons goes, maybe you trade Wood, you sign Votnin, re or re-sign Votnin, right? You talk to Palms about long term, so you, you still have some holes to fill, and let Fitzgerald and whoever the coaches fill those holes the way it's supposed to be. Fine. Your core, and I'm not talking about just Nico and 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 Hughes, and I'm talking about the core players that you have on this team right now. You make the playoffs. You're, you're close. Yeah, it, you, you're not. You're not a top seed, but you're close. Yeah. Look, the, like I thought we would have been this year. I well, didn't wild think, cards. I thought we would be third seed to just out of the playoffs. Which, you know what, I will take that first couple of years, even if it included this year, I'd take that a couple of times. Get in, get your momentum, and then That's, figure it out. But I don't think the owners want that. I know, they want a fucking cup next year. But you're not built that way right now. The, it, con- the confidence is not there right now. If I now, had to pick a coach, though, it's LaViolette. Because... Is Gallant too like like rough around the edges? No, I think there's something with him. He had a great team in Florida. Same kind of situation. Young... You know, you had Hubido. You had a first overall in fucking Aaron Eckblad. You had uh, Barkov. He had that same kind of core and couldn't just uh, pull it together. In Vegas, but why he was had he... in Vegas he was successful the first year because he had players the the chip. No, he had the chip. Oh, the the, the you, nobody wanted team. you. Yeah, everybody hates you. A bunch of people died outside of a hotel. You're fighting for your city. He had so many fucking motivational chips throughout that season. In Vegas. In I Vegas. Get that. Yeah. <laughs> to get. No. Chip. <laughs> Remember Chip? I want a Chip. <laughs> and just sit in that for a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but he had so many of those kind of motivational factors that he could use. In he, Vegas, he and it worked the early. second year. Like, hey, look, we're not going to surprise anybody anymore. And then he went out and got Paul Stasny and fucking Pacioretty and all these. So what happened? What happened is I think he fell on deaf ears. Like, he he was very stuck in this is this line and this is this line and this is this line. And so we're going to play this style. Right, we're going to play this style and shit or when we're playing this style. And yeah, you're right. It may work that way enough to get you into the playoffs. But as you can see, teams like that in the playoffs, they only get so far before the wheels come off and the other team goes, oh, well, this is all we have to do to beat them. Now, wasn't it like for DeBoer in Saint San Jose where goalie killed him? Isn't it the same in Vegas where goalies killed Gallant, yeah. essentially? And you could say the same thing about Hines. Goalies, goalies killed Hines. Goalies killed Hines' thing in Jersey. Goalies are going to kill Paul. Well, not really. Defense is going to kill Paul Maurice, not the goalie, because hella bucks good. Um, He's hella good. Nashville. Goalies killed LaViolette. Oh, and by the way, who did Nashville pick up? <laughs> they picked up John Hines. Look, I wish they got the best of luck. If you, hey, if you he think retu- about it. He returns on, on Thursday, 7.30. I upgraded my ticks. I'm going downstairs. And who did Vegas pick up? <laughs> so, I mean, it's not like we're, 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 we're picking shitty coaches. <laughs> I know. It's the coaching carousel. 
But it's funny, even like the the DeBoer hire in in Vegas, they're like, but this guy fucking ripped us, what, five goals in three minutes? And we just hired him? (laughs) He's setting us up to fail. But, all right, so out of those three, you would go Laviolette? I'd go Laviolette with Stevens. Would you would you would you even go Paul Maurice and Stevens? Like Stevens yeah. has to be. I want Stevens as a defensive coach. Yeah. He has to become the Larry Robinson of yeah to Lemaire, mm-hmm. where you know what, mm-hmm. you, you had a couple of years under Lamarillo when he was coaching, where you got your you, you sunk your teeth in a little bit to the coaching. Well, you know what? Here's an established coach who has spent 20-plus years, whether it's Maurice, who's got a cup ring, or Laviolette, or, you know, even Gallant, where you go, here's here's the situation. I want to bring you in. You're go- And if I'm Brodeur, that's what I sell him on. You're going to be the Larry Robinson of this team. Huh? You're going to take a bunch of guys who have talent, the Niedermeyer talent, Maybe Ty Smith. I'm not saying he's Niedermeyer, a Hall of Famer. You're going to take Kevin Ball is his name, right? Mm. You're going to take him. You can turn him into another Chara. You're going to take a Severson, Brian Rafalski, where you've played with these guys and you, Larry Robinson, made these guys into the players they were. You can do the same. And I know it's a rah-rah speech, but I, I don't see that as being like, out of the realm of you, you, cause you even said when he breaks down what was wrong with us, I'm sure he did it with a passion. I'm sure he did it with the. And I think he like, did it with compassion in the sense that he could have very easily on TV ripped us apart. But the fact that he was like, if I was coach, this is what like his right. words were. If I was coach, you know, this is what I would do. He was and wasn't sending out feelers. I don't mind that. Do you bring in Eliash as an assistant for something? I bring Eliash in as a uh, like a roving my coach. Career. Oh, really? As okay, a guy that's on the bench, a skills coach. He's played with these guys enough to know. There's nobody on that team because Green will probably be gone, other than Zajac that played with him. Yeah. Maybe Palmieri. Saka for a game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, I get you. Yeah. Where you bring him in as a skills coach. Where he might not be on the bench, he might be up, you know. Well, and they, they he had sees him sit, things. They, they had, um, uh, oh my god, Gusev. They had Gusev sit with them, right? Yeah. And, and and honestly, now I don't know if it's a thing, but he sat with Eliash, and look where his trajectory has gone. Right. Right. He did well after being sat where for a couple. He's of games. sitting in the box, taking notes, not on four checks or power plays or or penalty kills. Where he's going, okay, Zaka keeps taking the puck off the boards on the breakout this way and then he's got to turn his whole body to make that outlet pass out maybe we work on in practice twisting his hips so that he's facing the breakout pass behind the net at the same time he's looking out where he doesn't have to twist and get blindsided because if you watch Zaka he takes the puck along the boards he turns his back to the center right not center ice but to the the slot and the hash marks and then he has to turn his whole body be losing one or two seconds of, of exactly. vision. To, yeah. I think that's what, especially with such a young team, that the skill development 
if you get everybody on the same page, skill development wise, it almost you almost don't need a coach. You 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 see it now now when the elephant left the room, which any anybody can slice it any way you want to. Visually, look at that team two before and since. Yes, there are brain farts or whatever, but I think that's just a microcosm of you lost a, what, four-goal lead game one of the season to Winnipeg, and that was it. I, I, I'll equate it to that. But you look at prior Elephant in the Room, after Elephant in the Room. No, they've been playing better. You've, you've, a lot of players have even said, too, we've bought in. I can read into it a lot and going, maybe not everybody did. Right. Maybe Stevens comes in and turns Subban yeah. into what Scott Stevens was in the sense that when Stevens was younger, he, I mean, he was look brash. it up. Yeah, he, was, he was running himself out of position to make a hit. He was, yeah, he put up points, but he tried to do too much. And it wasn't until he came to the Devils and Larry Robinson, I keep wanting to say Larry Murphy, Larry Robinson was like, tone it down. Like, you can still do, you know, they're coming, you know where they're going. They're going to the net. Just meet them there. Then you can hit them rather than take yourself out of position. Your points are going to come. You remember that first year, 93, 94, Stevens had like 78 points. He was up for a fucking Norris trophy. He could do the same with Subban. And then Micro just disappear. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of putting Carrick over Mike Mueller, yeah. but that's just because of a contract. But all right, so right, Paul so Mary, coaching wise, I think we have it set. Now, do you think before we move on to All Star Game stuff, do do you think Fitzgerald sees what we've just talked about? And I'm not trying to like you know say oh look we heard it here first, but do you think he sees that? I like, heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, there you go. Pay us ten percent. Do do you think he sees that? Do you think he can sell ownership on that? I think at times, as fans, we think the solution is that simplistic. Those after SAT words. Mm. And sometimes we don't know the other side or the uh, other cards that are involved in this. Maybe they went to Stevens and he was like, am I going to be the head coach? No. Well, fuck you. I'm out. I'll go. I'll stay and hunt all the time and. Mm. Do my once a week on the NHL network and yeah. where I just have to drive up to see caucus and I don't have to go on the road to Winnipeg and a 10 day road trip. And yeah, yeah, we see what we see what the devils present to us and, and everything else. And you never know. Yeah, there was maybe it's like was three a card Monty. Like we're trying to figure out where that card is that we don't know about. It's, and, and it's not like, and this isn't a knock against the Rangers, but it's not like how they were in, what, the 90s when all they did is they say, you know what, let's just stack our team and go for the cup every year. I, I think Shiro set this team up where it was like, look, I cleaned house. I made things available. I made things movable. And I think Fitzgerald will do the same thing if he wants to make a splash. You know, maybe, I'll just say, maybe he goes after Petrangelo, gives him a little bit too much. And we go, and then you, you figure out the rest kind of shit. But I, I think Fitzgerald has that plan. I would I would agree with you for Laviolette as coach, and I, I think we all agree that Stevens would be good for a defensive group. Assistant coaches, let them fill out who they want. But, um, that's a good point. I know, it's so, so <laughs> shitty. 
Um, all right, Palms was taken out of the All-Star game because of a foot thing. He had a bruised foot. I thought when we were, I watched that game and I saw him like block that shot, I was like, oh, he's got a broken He's shot. out. <laughs> uh, Nico Heischer gets in. Good for Nico. Scored two goals in the All-Star game, right? Yeah, he was good. I mean, he wasn't good in the skills competition, but no. he was good. <laughs> he said, I needed to feel the ice. I was like, what? And then other people were also complaining about the fact of like bring back the paper ones because yeah. it looked like he was hitting the target. And it just wasn't going. Roberto Luongo made the comment like, yeah, because the styrofoam ones didn't work too well (laughs) or something like that. He was like, so the styrofoam ones next year? Yeah, not not the plastic ones that just turn. I thought, I'll tell you what. I mean, I normally never watch the All-Star game. Mm -hmm. Uh, The skills competition, a little long. I didn't either, but how is that whole like shooting it from like the stands into a like the, a beanbag? They they need to tweak it. Okay. In the sense that the biggest target to hit at center ice, yes, the St. Louis Archway, mm-hmm. was the most points. So you're not really getting to see their skill by them <laughs> shooting to the left and to the right or trying to hit these targets and stuff because everybody just went and shot it towards the fucking middle. The right. middle. Uh, what was cool about all the the skills competition was St. Louis did a good job integrating their former players. McGinnis with his what? 100 point something? 100 100.9. They brought him with out a for wood the hardest. Stick? Yeah, with a wooden stick. They brought him out for that. They brought Bernie Federko out and he just passed uh the puck to Peter Angelo for the accuracy contest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they were shooting the puck from the stands, they brought Keith Kachuk because his two sons were doing it. And then they brought out Brett Hall. Sober? To do it. They, brought out, yeah. <laughs> they brought out Gretzky. And one of the greatest St. Louis Blues players of all time. Sure. My, okay. Look, first of all, I've worn a St. Louis Blues jersey longer <laughs> than, than Better Gretzky than did. seven-game Marty Brodeur? Yeah. Well, I'm surprised they didn't what, bring him out. Yeah, what, what was he doing? Nothing. He was apparently evaluating our talent. Yes. But it, it, and the game itself is the all-star game. It's just Nico was good. They lost the first. They were out right off the bat. But I guess the news of the actual all-star game is Green Day. <laughs> I heard something about this. Uh, that they performed like three songs. Sure. Welcome to Paradise and like halfway through it. He just says, get your fucking hands up in the air. Like, and you could just see, like, I, I could, that's not what we signed on for. <laughs> I, I don't know why Green Day is singing like that. And then he, like, I guess they had, like, the stage. It wasn't even a stage, but they had it at center ice. Yeah. And then he, like, in his fucking rock and roll boots and shit, walks to where, like, the offsides dot is. Okay. With the microphone, and I'm sitting there, and I'm saying to my wife, I'm like, please fall down. <laughs> please, please, because Green Day and musical acts on the ice will cease to exist in the future. <laughs> Be the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. Come on, Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but hey, he made fun of it right on Twitter. You mentioned saying, so what was a big outrage? I was uh, he goes, yeah, why, why are we trending <laughs> with the NHL? Well, well. But it was, it was I, don't even, I didn't even watch the last game because I had to get up for work, and I wasn't staying up till fucking 1130. 
at night to watch it. I mean, good for Nico, I guess. I mean, it, does Paul, is Palmieri considered an all-star because yeah. he didn't go? Okay. Just like Panarin is, even though Kreider went. And... Okay. All right. That's fine. All right. So, so we had two all-stars. Good for us. Um, Coleman, in that case, maybe Coleman should have gotten that right in, you know. Whatever. It's fine. No, I'm, just, I'm glad Nico got to go because I didn't want – I believe there was a trivia question. Who is the only first-round pick, first overall pick, mm-hmm. to not make it to an all-star game? Mm-hmm. Right now, Hughes. No. <laughs> That's next year. And it's uh, good old nail. <laughs> yeah. Yuck, 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 yuck. Yuck. Yaki Pope. Um, so with the uh, break that we had and then the all-star break that everyone had, um, Jesper Boquist and Corey Schneider got sent down to Bing. There, There is a game today, which is going into the second period, tied at 1-1. Um, Boquist and Corey are not with the team. They are still in Binghamton. According to Elaine Nazardine, uh, Boquist is going to get top-line minutes down there. And the first thing I thought of was... Well, now they got the opportunity to send him down. I don't think he's coming back up. I think he'll come back up. I think once somebody on the top two lines gets hurt. Because like, he's going to play top six minutes and bing! 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 Groundhog Day? No. Did you ever see Groundhog Day? Yes, but I don't remember. Bing! <laughs> no. Ned? Ned Ryerson? So. Bing! I don't recall. But, hey, but it's coming up soon, so maybe I'll watch he's it. He's going to play top six minutes. He wasn't going to get top six minutes here. No. And him playing with Hayden and Zaka? Sure. is not top is six not, minutes. It's not going to help near. his skill development. Naga, Naga. <laughs> not going to work here. Nadra, Nadra. <laughs> Bo Redder down in the minors, so. <laughs> Look, I kid's got talent. He's got a future. I hope Toby gets it together, and I hope he's with, back with the team. Corey, on the other hand, first game back within three minutes, let up two goals. But and they I think did I win. I know, but I texted you. I go two goals, three minutes. Dude, dude ain't coming back up. I, I, he's. I don't want to say he's done. He's done in New Jersey. I, I will give up on no. Corey Schneider. No one's taking him unless we buy him out. And, and I don't think the ownership's going to say, oh, sure, we're just going to, like, fucking blow, what, two mil for the next three years? Yeah, no, we're no, not going to do we're that. No, we're not. So he's, no. he's going to stay with us. No one's going to take him. Well, he's going to stay. There goes my shot at Domingo getting. Domingo leave, and they'll bring Corey back. Well, there goes my shot at wanting to get Holtby to help yeah, with the, help the goaltending. But that's another one, like Peter Angelo, where we would have to. Petrangelo, where we would have to overpay, where it'll be great for three years. And then those final four years that we signed him on to, you're going to go, holy shit, are we paying fucking Braden Holpe $8 million a year? Then we're just stuck in the Corey situation again. If there's, so. if, if there's a way that Corey leaves his team with his salary somewhere else, do you, do you go after a Holpe? Or do you go after yeah, some? If you could trade, if you could trade Corey to like Columbus, San Jose. No, Columbus is doing fine. They've got Elvis. Um, mm-hmm. If you can trade him to like San Jose, that needs a goalie because Martin Jones isn't fucking cutting it. Um, if you could trade him, 
I don't think Vegas would take him as a backup, even though they need a backup. Dallas doesn't need a goalie. Um, Minnesota with Zachy boy. Or do you? Or do you go and spend the money on somebody like Robin Leonard, who's going to be a free agent this year? It really comes down to a numbers yeah. game. And then what? Then what do you do with Blackwood? Do you trust him? Do you trust I don't him trust as a number our one? defense? That's the problem with our team. Do I think he's a bad goal? Do I think Corey or any of them are bad goalies? No. I just think when you're seeing 36 shots a game and 20 of them are seriously dangerous shots, yeah, you're going to give up goals. Yeah, and especially if, yeah, he's not a superhero, you know, especially when Corey makes the first save and our defense is fucking playing the Benny Hill. Not, and they're not even looking at the, the other team's players in front of them. They're yes. just, where did it go? Where did it go? Where did it go, George? Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Let's get off of the devils for now. On to some news. Laviolette fired and replaced with John Hines. That was is like the moment that he was fired. Literally, like Twitter blew up. Like there's word that John Hines is going to Nashville, and every Devils fan was like, "Good luck with that." What happened? He fucking won his first game, didn't he? I don't think he's a bad coach either. He's not. I think he just got dealt a shitty hand, mm-hmm. and then he got dealt with ninety percent of his team this year. Tuned them out just because, like, all right, what again? Is gonna, yeah, all right, we lost. There's a day off tomorrow. We're gonna fight. He's gonna come in screaming, or he's gonna give us the cold show. I don't know. I don't know for sure, but it it, it only it lasts. was repetitive. Yeah. Look, look. If Nashville has an opportunity to sign T- Taylor Hall, do you think he goes to Nashville since he loved John Hines? Not at all. Do you think he stays in Arizona? What Not is Arizona's all. record since they've acquired him? Is is it still around five hundred? I have no idea. I could care less about Arizona or Taylor Hall at this moment. I think we should, pick-wise. They say we get a third-round pick anyway, right? doesn't matter. Yeah, that's fine. That's two-thirds. George Glant, fired. Pete DeBoer replaces him. Which people are pissed about in Vegas. Fucking what? The the whole last year. Daniel Negreanu. Yeah, I listened to that. World poker superstar. Basically goes, what the fuck? Yeah, he was he was a upset. Po- a poker player. But then again, that would be like us hiring Tortorella right after they fucking beat us. That's so I, I understand it, but get over it. Suck it up, Sally. If Tortorella is going to get me wins, I don't care who the fuck is behind the bench. If someone's going to get Damon Severson to play defense. Hey, he scored a goal tonight. Oh, man, that's cool. Let's take away all of the negative fucking plus minus he has right now. Tortorella goes in Columbus, would you? Yeah. We we would get, a, what, good four or five years before Torts blew up? <laughs> no, I think we would get a good four or five games before he fucking <laughs> is in front of the team. That fucking ref is ridiculous. <laughs> The minute he signs his deal and there's a there's a press conference, the next day, fans start GoFundMe account for mm-hmm. New Jersey Devils head coach John Tortorella. Why? His swear jar. Um, apparently, there's a Matthew Kachuk, awesome. Zach Cashin brawl. I'm glad I don't have work. 
on uh, Wednesday. Oh, my God. So that I could stay up and watch this game. Matthew Kachuk is a shit talker, I believe. He is a fucking rat. Um, I, I know this is a while ago, but what, like, what happened with Cashin? Was he just like standing going, I've had enough of your crap and just pummeled him? No, no, that's not the situation at all. So in the game, Edmonton and Calgary, the Battle of Alberta, known for its rivalry. Kevin Rooney. Oh, man. Should have sent him to the All-Star game. Kevin, um, Kevin Rooney. Yeah. If Next Navigate, goddamn alternate. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> New Bobby Butler. Bobby Butler captain. But... uh. <laughs> There was one point in the game, Cassian had his head down, and fucking Kachuk choo choo chewed him right over. I choo choo choose you. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it was later in the game, same thing. Cassian had his head down, and fucking Kachuk just ran right through him. Didn't and, he? Didn't he also say something? Well, if he doesn't want to get hit, don't put your head down or something. Like so, then Cassian grabbed them, got up, grabbed them, and just fucking ragdolled them across the ice. Cassian got a four-minute penalty or or five or whatever. Mm-hmm. Kachuk got nothing. Calgary goes on the power play, scores a goal, wins the game. After the game, they go to Cassian and they, he basically calls him a pussy and blah blah <laughs> blah. And they go to Kachuk, who's never shy for sound bites. And he basically turns around and says, like, if he didn't want to get hit, he should have got off the tracks kind of thing. And he goes, was was his dad like that? Yeah. <laughs> and then he basically said, like, in a nutshell, like, I'll take that every time you take a stupid four minute penalty. I'll take the power play and goal and a win. Thank you. I mean, I don't. and then the next right. day they went back to Cassian and he's like, <laughs> there's going to be retribution. I'm going to get him. You know, and there you go. And now the NHL basically had already issued a warning that, like, if something happens that's staged, yes, yes, okay. like, and well, Cassian was suspended two games for fucking ragdolling him and all that. And George Paros is going to be at the game kind of thing. I don't know how you can suspend them. And I know why the NHL, you know, the whole fucking concussion lawsuit and everything. But look, if it's if it's if like it's organically, yes, happening, whatever. It's it's the part of the hockey game. That's fine. But if they do the Devils Rangers start a game, all six that's players what, yeah, drop the gloves. Are. No, then yeah, you're you're getting. Um, that's an interesting thing. And then Tuka Rask skips the All Star game. So did Ovechkin. Um, but Tuka Rask, his thing was. Well, no, he said that... He got hurt. He yeah. Got elbowed in the he, head. He, well, first, he said he was skipping the game, right? And then he got hurt after it. Karma, I don't Oops. know. Um, I got a headache. Woj uh, from ESPN mentions that if you, are, if you go to the Stanley Cup Finals the year before, you should be gifted one free pass to skip the next season's All-Star game. For, like, lifetime kind of thing. Yeah. You pick when you want to do it or whenever, and that's your one get-out-of-jail-free card. I don't mind that. How about one out of every three? What, do you get the, every three All-Star games, you get a shot of just saying, I'm nah. done with one? Yeah. If you get voted, because think about it, like Crosby and Ovechkin and now McDavid and Matthews, and you know these guys are constantly going to be sent there. 
for their popularity contest. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure like Matthews, who looked like Ron Burgundy when he showed up to the fucking All Star <laughs> game. Um, I don't believe you. I'm caught in a glass case of emotion. Um, he also looked like a fucking child molester with that mustache, with the mustache and that slicked it's back it's hair. That's gotta go. Um, and the turtleneck. We're not the fashion police, but dude, shave that shit. So, those guys are gonna get voted in no year what. in and year out, and. If you you make it three years, you get that like one get out of jail free card. You get consecutive. You get it. Yeah, you get it. So like every three years, you can use it. <laughs> After three years, you have one get out of jail. Because like think about it, Ovechkin's been in it every year. There's been an All Star game. He should be able to turn around and be like, "Look, man, I'm not going to go." And it doesn't hurt the game to have people like Nico in the game. It doesn't, you know. It, it lets people see this other stars other of this game stars that, you know what might not have like people. I'm sure that there were people in St. Louis who were like, who the fuck is Nico Keisher? His, his career, yeah. his, 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 her, his hair, his her, his hire. What? Sure. Agreed. I agree. I, it, I still go by, you know, you know what the all-star game is at a certain point during the season, whether it's a week before or whatnot, <clears throat> Leader in points, leader in goals, assists. That's what it has always been, though. Has it really? It's always been. Like, you, I don't. I don't you, you just go and look at the top ten, right? And you go, they're all in it. And then you go, all right, well, who else is in that? That's not in the top ten. All right, uh, this guy. Oh, because we're playing in his hometown, and yeah. this guy. It, it it shouldn't be a popularity contest. Look, if 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 the Ovechkins, if the Crosbys, if the Malkins, if, if they're all like you know, top ten every year, fine. But you know, like like Taylor Hall the other year, right? He made the All Star team, but he didn't do dick the year before. Like it didn't make it didn't make sense. Like the, the whole popularity thing is is a an eh for me. And our last news story of the eve, or at least the NHL news story of the evening. Um, I didn't put this in for comedic purposes. I don't think it's real. Really? Um, Gritty, the uh, mascot of the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, was accused of punching a 13-year-old boy at a meet-and-greet. Been there. Um, And apparently this was like earlier in the season, and then shortly after or shortly before the news story broke, there was a... um, like a season ticket holder event or whatever, and the father and the same kid who got punched in the back attended that and looked all happy and, and this yeah. and that and the other thing. Here's why I don't believe it. Because I, every news report I've read about it says gritty. Doesn't say like Chuck Jones, the ma- person, mascot of the person who plays the mascot. It says gritty. So what's the what's the end game? He's a bad boy. Living up in that Philly Kind of thing. I've seen Gritty pick up little kids and throw them off the ice. I don't. He was at the All-Star game, right? Yeah. Yeah, mascot. That's why I don't believe it. Do you think the NHL would have had it? It's it's a wrestling angle. (laughs) It's Vince McMahon in the limo getting blown up. No chance. It's the NWO or the Steiners getting run off the road. And then that angle disappeared as well. I just I read that story. It's Chris Benoit. No, wait, that one was real. Too soon. 
It's the helic. No, no, too soon. Did um, did we talk about Kobe Bryant? No, we didn't. Before we get into wrestling, um, Kobe Bryant, huge NBA no, Carl star. No, Malone, who was a wrestler. <sighs> no. Um, or Shaq. Shitty situation that happened yesterday, Sunday. Um, helicopter crashed into the side of a fucking mountain in, in, in California. Nine people died. Two of those people were Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter. And another family and their daughter. And yeah. And another girl, 13-year-old girl, and a coach, and then the pilot. And um, of that second family, the was was a head coach at like a community college. And a tie back to one of uh, my baseball teams, the Mets. He that coach coached one of those players that are currently on the team. So like there was a you know that, that six degrees of separation kind of shit. Terrible fucking news for forty one year old guy. Yeah. In the the prime of a millionaire basketball player's life, where he was quintessentially giving back to his yeah the, giving back. Anybody who has talked about him since yesterday, except for that one reporter at the Washington Times, what 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 did they do? Uh, they basically wrote, <clears throat> they posted an article from like 2015 mm-hmm. about like that. Know, let's not forget case. that he was a rapist, kind of thing. My fight back, not to get political on this, if and and I'm not knocking the whole rape thing and, and all that stuff but the person accusing him of rape didn't talk to prosecutors and everything else no they never filed charges it but, was just an accusation but settled out of court yep what have you the the fact is right and somebody brought up a good point um the fact that Kobe Bryant was in in an aircraft heading for what he probably saw was I'm going to die looking next to him and going, my daughter's thinking the same fucking thing along with another family and everything else. Yeah. It's sad. It's probably in our lifetime. This is probably the second biggest athlete that's died. Who's the first? Dale Earnhardt was pretty fucking big. True. Yes. Yeah. Dale Earnhardt. I mean, I'm not saying other athletes haven't died. You know, you had fucking Roy Holiday and and whatever. But these are mega stars of their sport. Their sport, sport, yes. I remember hearing Dale. I remember hearing the whole thing of Dale Earnhardt died in turn three. And I think, I mean, I was, I mean, I watched racing, whatever. Dale Jr. was one of my favorite racers if I was watching. It was my senior year of college. I was in the fucking Pizzeria Uno. I, I heard that and I like I was like like punched the gut. Same thing with Kobe Bryant. Literally the night before LeBron James yeah. beats him for points in a season to, to go number three on the list in the NBA. They congratulated each other. Yeah. Everything this, that, and the other. Less than twelve hours later, boom, he's gone. Crazy fucking shit. Folks, if you have kids, if you have family, fucking hug them, tell them you love them. No fight is worth fucking Don't. holding a grudge because a situation like this. Don't go like, to just bed imagine. Angry. I mean, I know this is this is probably a conversation for another kind of show, but like, just imagine him and his daughter were leaving, 
the night before, maybe he got fucking a little drunk. Maybe his wife said no, you know, like, and it, there was just like that, that like negativity. Uh, yeah. That like, well, fuck it. You know what? Screw him. I'm going to go to sleep angry, you know, and I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to have breakfast. I'm going to grab my daughter. We're going to get in the helicopter and we're going to go to our fucking game, which is only a half hour away. And we're, you know, I'm just going to spend the night. I'm going to spend the day out of the house and get away from it. 12 hours later. Not it. Yeah. It's, it's not worth it. No, that's my philosophy. That's fine. Try not to go to sleep angry for situations like this. Cause it, it, it doesn't have to be a helicopter. Me neither. It could be a fucking heart attack. It could be a virus. It could be something that you have no idea. You know, maybe you got the coronavirus or the Kung Flu. The Kung Flu. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, when, when an athlete of Kobe Bryant's statue in the sports world passes away, you have folks from all sports. Um, all Euro- walks of life. European soccer guy. Right, scored a goal, looked into the camera, and did a 2-4, which is Kobe Bryant's jersey number. Looked up to the sky and everything else. So it reached Europe in, in soccer stuff. Major League Baseball, the NHL, obviously the NBA, the NFL, all had great things to say about him. And you know what? For whatever he had been accused of and everything else, for what he was doing today, moving forward with his kids, with kids in general with what he wanted to do from an entrepreneurial standpoint somebody has to carry that on yeah because i saw something online where it's like you know little kids shooting fucking you know like a soda can into Mm -hmm. garbage and they're yelling kobe Kobe, like that that's that's how you keep the dude alive Hmm? i've seen enough memes saying that because kids who are doing that don't stop doing it keep doing sure there's going to be like a kobe challenge now where it's going to be like how far you could shoot something. Hey, but you know what? Do that. And yeah. then raise money for it and give it to the family. Easy. Easy piece. Who's family? Kobe's family. Because he needs the money. You really think they need the money? They're going to They're gonna need it. Because you know how this world works. Yeah. Money, 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 money. You know that there's going to be some family involved in this that's going to say... And that it's fucking horrible. That's exactly what's wrong with this world. But there's going to be somebody that's going to be like, my daughter was on there and, you know, he should have protected her and hiring this pilot. And mm-hmm. it's just going to be a shit fest, especially like when all the fucking transcripts come out of. I read some of them today where it was like, oh, it was foggy. And they told the pilot like they told the pilots to like go above like the fog, like to or like not to fly, like even the police helicopters weren't flying kind of shit I'm just it's, I, I know how the world works it's the tragedy will turn into anger for somebody mm-hmm. and you can't get the guy because he's dead yep but who, then who do you go after his estate his estate alright the guy who's worth millions and millions Rest what in- would be the equivalent in the hockey world today it wouldn't be Gretzky I don't know because it's it's like you talk about like a, a Gretzky, um, Crosby, like a Malkin, a McDavid. All they all kind of like gravitate in the same little like, but like, like a retired a retired NHL superstar. I mean Lemieux, maybe. 
I mean, there wasn't this kind of outpouring when, when Gordy Howe died. Granted, he was old as fuck when he died. See, that, and that's the thing. Hockey is such a small niche, right, that it doesn't... Not here. In Canada, but yeah. not here. It's <clears throat> a good question. Thanks. Very good question. On to some <clears throat> wrestling. Pay-per-view was last night. Do you know which one it was? <laughs> it's the best one. By far the best pay-per-view. Oh, this idea. Year, this year. Oh, the idea? Yes. Absolutely. By far. You, you have a, what, three-hour pay-per-view and an hour plus of it Two is... hours now because the women's one. Oh, fine. Three hours and two of them are 30 on both genders, both sides, 30 and 30. That's 60. It's beating the shit out of each other for yeah, an hour. Like, it wasn't like that this year, though. Well, it was just like a little tap on the, the shoulder. Raw, no, the, the I mean, the men's one was... Didn't the Lesnar just like basically he, Goldberg through like, I don't know, 20 people? He and, threw out, I think it was 13 straight. Where he, there were points where he was just standing in the ring by himself. I he read was, something. Was he dancing when MVP's music came on? Like, and then and they had, like, there were some people in it that should not have been in the room. Like MVP. MVP was one of shouldn't them. Shouldn't have. Shelton Benjamin. He's a little t- little tubby, right? No. No? He's, he's, he's bigger. Oh, no, like, I'm thinking of D'Lo Brown. Yeah. Shelton Benjamin? No. Like, you're wasting spots. For some guy from, like, NXT that could have been in that. There. Or you're just wasting spots on guys to build storylines to aim towards WrestleMania. Like, what was the point of having Shelton Benjamin? Oh, they were teammates in the University of Minnesota, and they hugged, and, and then he just fucking threw them out. Like, it was garbage. The Royal Rumble was two things, right? What it actually is and watching 30 people battle for an hour and throw people over the ropes, and that's pretty cool. The other part, too, is all, at least within recent memory, was the gimmicks that came out, right? You know, your bushwhackers, your doinks, your yeah. beefcake. None, like, of those, was... none of those guys are cleared to wrestle or take bumps anymore. So, you know, and look, I can look down... This is the entrance, right? And I'll, this is going to be going 1 to 30, right? Lesnar, Elias, Elias. Er, Eric Rowan, Bobby Roode. Eric Rowan was in the ring for about four seconds. Vince likes big guys, right? Anyway, um, Robert Roode. Four seconds. John Morrison. Two seconds. Kofi Kingston. Did he have any spots this nope. year? Because that's all he's known nope. for. Rey Mysterio. Don't care. Big E. Hmm. Cesaro, Shelton Benjamin, two seconds. Sinsuke Nakamura, three seconds. MVP, two seconds. NXT's Keith Lee, he was in there for a while. So they're showcasing somebody mm-hmm. like him. Braun Strowman, you think big man deserves some kind of title shot? It was the three of them: Braun Strowman, Keith Lee, and Brock. Braun Strowman bumped into Keith Lee next to the ropes, and they were kind of like. What pushing at yeah. each other, and then Brock just Lesnar came and pushed them both. Them. Ricochet? He uh, was in for a little bit. Drew McIntyre, the winner of the whole thing. He helped Ricochet knock. I mean, uh, Ricochet helped him knock out Lesnar. Lesnar. He fucking low-bowed, ding, uh, Lesnar. Lesnar was kind of bent over, and fucking Drew McIntyre came out of nowhere with that fucking Claymore kick, and Brock just... Out. It, was, then, it was a nice flip too. Like yeah, I, I watched it. It was he. They look. 
We're 40. We get it. Usually when something like that happens, they go, oh, shit, I got kicked. <laughs> Brock sold it. Yeah, he sold it. And which then, was pretty good. Which was better. What was better was that, like, Drew McIntyre basically taunted him. Like, every time, like, he threw fucking Ricochet out of the ring and then just turned his head and kept looking back at, at Brock Lesnar on the ground. Now, this is obviously going to sound like a stupid noob question, but... Did McIntyre know he was winning this thing? Like, yeah. do they know? You know how, I, like, after watching it, mm-hmm. there's Dude. kind of a spoiler. Because when he got introduced, McIntyre, when he came to the ring, you have fucking Cole or whoever it was. Were like, you know, Drew McIntyre's never had a title shot. So they're dropping hints. And it's shit. like. It's, it's fun, right? Because, look, there's 30 people you're trying to control and map all this stuff out, right? The refs are around the ring, and I'm sure they're telling them, all right, McIntyre's got to dump I read how they Lesnar. do it. How did they do it? Uh, Let's break down the, the eighth wall. Remember fucking Constantine O or whatever his name was? The fucking die. Fandango before Fandango? Yeah. He had the fucking huge Rico? Yes. Yeah. So he explained exactly. I read it online. Exactly how it goes. He goes, you come in in the morning. The list is there. Of your entrance? Of, of one through 30, gotcha. the entrance. And then he said, everybody goes and sits around the ring, like in a section. Okay. And they say, okay, here's what's going to happen. You're going to come in, da-da-da-da-da-da. And he said, they'll call certain, like, the superstars, the ones, the big guys. Sure. And he says, they'll call you in to the ring and say, you're going to do this spot now. So you're so really like only concentrating Orton, on like right, like kind of right. all those people around you. He's kind like of thing. Randy Orton's gonna come into the ring. He's gonna RKU you, 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 and then he's gonna put his arms up in the air, and Edge is gonna knock him out. All right, that spot. When you see that spot, that means you, Rico, are now going to do this, 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 and it's all set up where it comes down. And he said. When something happens, there's refs around the ring with their headset yes. to Vince. And Vince will say, okay, this is next. do this yeah. spot now. And you'll see the ref like run to the corner where the guys are. The guys kinda... are and be like, all right, it's your spot. Go. Say that shit like that at, th- at 40. I, that's what I want to know. I want to know yeah. how they, I mean, obviously, you know, they're talking and all this kind of stuff and how they're trying to mask yeah. when they're doing moves in the ring. But it's good to know something like that where you're on, cause you're, you're trying to map out 30 guys, right? And everybody's supposed to know a spot. No, you just know like the two or three people around you before you and after right. you, when you, you see work edge together. come in, you know, you're, you're getting your speared. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh, Ricochet, The Miz, AJ Styles, Ziggler, Carl Anderson. AJ Styles got hurt. Uh, Edge, huge pop. Oh, huge pop. Did If you looked at him on his entrance, dude was going to cry. Yeah, he was fired up. He he's. I'll tell you what, he's looking a little old. Yeah. but I mean, he's ripped. Yeah. He's in better shape now than when he was probably wrestling all the time. But his face, he, he's got a Skeletor kind of face to him now. You know, the other part of it, too, Edge had a major role in the TV show Vikings. Have you ever watched Vikings at all? No, but I, I think I can get the idea of what it's about. At a certain point, they a group of Vikings went off to another island to build up whatever, and Edge played a prominent role in that storyline. And I'm sitting there going... 
the dude spears people on Sunday, and he's talking to this guy with the horns on on Wednesday in his little outfit. And <laughs> dude, it's he, free he free has, press for both of them. And he's got acting skills. I'll just say that much. All right, so we got that. Of course Edge. he does. He had you saw that when That's him like, and Edge and Christian were together. Yes. The stupid helmets, the fucking wacky sayings. It's almost like how you and I do in exactly. Which unscripted. <laughs> Pretty much unscripted. Considering I didn't look at any of this shit today. Uh, King Corbin, Matt Riddle. That's two NXT people. Um, when it was supposed to be 10-10-10, allegedly. Um, Luke Gallows, Orton, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, Aleister Black, Samoa Joe, and Seth Rollins. I thought when I saw Seth Rollins come out you thought he was 30, one. I was like, and he came out with fucking Buddy Murphy and AOP. How did Buddy Murphy get to that spot? They, I read that they're going to add other people. Okay, so this is going to be like a a fast, a fast maturing NWO. Wonderful. Bring back Horace Hogan. Horace. Who's the other fucking shithole guy that they have? Beefcake. There? No, you can't. Bring, Beefcake was a star. You can't. Well, you can't bring back Virgil because he's an AEW guy yeah. now. Or DDP. He wasn't showing up at the Rumble. Who wrestled? DDP wrestled the other day. Did you see the spot he had off the top rope? Dude is 50 fucking years old. He's older than that, probably. You, you think Flair or Hogan's doing that? No. They would if you let him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as far as the Rumble goes, the last four were... The last five was Rollins, McIntyre. Uh, Edge. Edge. Orton. And AJ? Orton, no, AJ was already out because he got hurt. And Reigns. And Rollins was standing in the middle of the ring, and he kind of, like, looked around like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. And then he, like, walked over to fucking Roman Reigns and did the, like, the shield. Shield fist, yeah. And then they all jumped Roman, I mean, uh, Rollins, Rollins. the the Monday Night Messiah. Awesome angle. Awesome. Did you see his shirt? No. What does it look like? It's, It's him with, like, his arms crossed uh-huh. and it's like a fucking church glass <laughs> mosaic <laughs> really 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 good you know um, you, do, do you know who's who that gimmick would look better on he i'll give you a hint he drinks a little bit of the bubbly oh yeah the monday night messiah the wednesday night wizard <laughs> <laughs> look at this point Right, I will still take AEW, okay, over over WWE. I I'm sorry. Over NXT, I'll still watch Raw. I yeah, so would I, but it's, you know, on what? a Friday night, I think I have better things to do than watch fucking SmackDown. SmackDown. That was probably just a wrong decision. So if we go back to the Rumble, here's the women's side of it. Charlotte Flair. That's all you need to know. Who who are the? I didn't watch the the whole women's one. I heard Kelly Kelly came out. Yes, uh, I'll, I'll, well, I'll go through the list really fast. And you pick out who the uh, nostalgic ones are. Alexa Bliss. Hot. Bianca uh, Belair. Bless you. Uh, Mighty Molly. Nostalgia. Nikki Cross. Lana. Mercedes Martinez. Liv Morgan. Mandy Hot. Rose. Hot. Candice LeRae. I don't know who that is. Um, Sony. That Lash LaRue's wife. 
Sonya Deville, um, half of the Kabuki Warriors, uh, Carrie Sane, yeah. uh, Mia Yim, Dana Brooke, Tamina, Dakota Kai, Chelsea Green, Charlotte Flair, Woo. Naomi, Beth Phoenix, Nostalgia. She was last four. Yeah, but she's at least been wrestling. I know. She's still fucking hot. Um, Tony Storm. Hmm. Kelly Kelly. <laughs> Somebody's tweet. Who the fuck is Kelly Kelly? She's, ma- she's married to, uh, what's her name? Sheldon Sora. Former hockey player uh, and devil. Uh, Sarah Logan. Natalia. Uh, some Chinese woman. I can't say the name. Zelina Vega. How did... How would you feel being Selena Vega, being uh, Andrade's um, on-screen... When you're and, married and to Alistair Black? She is? Yep. To to have Andrade's significant other be Charlotte Flair. <laughs> to which Ric Flair on Twitter is saying, oh, it's great to be part of the family. And everybody's like, when the fuck did she get married? <laughs> La Familia. <laughs> Ooh, um, Shotzi Blackheart, no idea. Carmela, Tegan Knox, Santina, Santina Morella, (laughs) and Shania Basler. There was no, there was no, um, uh, Ronda Rousey. Much too, much too many dismay. Hey, look now, now they have an angle. She can come in and go. So to Flair and go Becky, after Bailey. And, yeah, because it's going to be Flair and, and, and Becky. Becky Lynch, which it should be. Yes, um, and ba- and Bailey should have her own feud. No Sasha Banks. She was hurt. Like she was included to wrestle. So she's you know. always hurt. Yeah. Well, she's not. She's not big. Like her ass is big, but like she's not like physically big. You know what it is? Fucking her fucking cousin Snoop Dogg and Dogg. Yeah, yeah. She can get some fucking CB. Some pizzat, right? Some, some of the weed the weed oil on it. Let it was cool to see Edge. It. Yes. They're building for an Edge Randy Orton feud. Uh, if I had to guess, it's going to be Drew McIntyre is going to win. Yeah. Uh, what, over Lesnar? Yeah. Yeah. I think Vince really wants... You could see this as a Vince decision. Probably. Not a Heyman decision. That you could see when they started to turn Drew McIntyre to face. Look, if if they can put on a great program, right? And not just Lesnar F5-ing and Drew McIntyre, you know, kicking out of it or Claymore kicks and Lesnar not, you know, kicking out of it or whatever. I'm fine with it. If they can actually wrestle and put on a good match, fine. That's good for wrestling. If it's going to be a squash or or whatever. No. I I mean, I think I said this on the last podcast. When Bubba Ray had a great idea, if you're going to bring CM Punk back, was at the Rumble, Lesnar's in the ring. He's the last one there, or he's... And, you know, his music goes off, and Lesnar's got this, like... Like, smirk, like, okay, okay. But then they, like, pan to Paul Heyman, and he's the only other guy that fucking CM Punk's ever managed. Yeah, that's a good point. And Heyman's got that, like, like, what do I do? Yeah. Huh? And now 
you have CM Punk come down to the ring and Heyman distracts Lesnar to talk to him and CM Punk fucking wins. And now you're starting who is Heyman going to fucking back. Breaking news, NHL-wise, nothing. P.K. Subban and Kachuk throw down. Both get five minutes for fighting. Holy shit. P.K. He's a fighter. A lover, and I'll knock a mother out. (laughs) AEW has been renewed for TNT for another four years, and they signed Taz for some type of announcer role. My One of my favorite wrestlers ever. I still have the shirt somewhere. Yeah. With the fucking 13, the orange shirt with the 13. The the gimmick, the look of the gimmick in WWE was great, but the wrestler in ECW was better. Yeah, because they wouldn't let him do those moves. (sighs) Now everybody's doing a fucking Canadian destroyer in the ring. Brock Lesnar's throwing fucking suplexing people into into their city name. <clears throat> so good for AW. Uh, their recent uh, show was on the uh, Jericho Cruise that um, five time, five time, five time, five time was there. Obviously not on so camera. So uh, Santino, I think, was there. Yeah. I think was somebody else, like, big name was there, too. Like Victoria? Yeah. I'd like. <laughs> Look, th- there shouldn't be an issue if they get on camera. Well... Well, again, who is fucking paying Booker T? Is it Fox or is it the WWE? I'm going to say it's the WWE. WWE, yes. Look, you may think it's gimmicky to have a wrestling thing on a boat. It's an awesome idea. Yeah. Awesome idea. Who else did it? And the whole fucking bash at the beach thing Uh when they were in the water and like Cody comes down looking like fucking Miami Vice. Yes. Great idea. Great idea. Granted, I'm sure that boat was 80, 20 men to women. <laughs> yes. But, look, who who else in wrestling that does that? Nobody. Vince will never do that. The largest group of fucking virgins <laughs> since the Star Wars convention. Uh, Tess Blanchard, um, amid much, much negativity, um, won the TNA world title off of Sammy Callahan. Uh, meanwhile, every every chick on Twitter was like, you're a racist, you, you're a bully, you're a this, you're a that. On the day she was supposed to win the title. Of People course, she came on. because they hate me. Yeah. The, look. But somebody, I, I think it was Booker T. I think it came out and said, great for Tess Blanchard. That's, it's awesome for her career and everything else. The shitty part now is she can't lose to any other man there. I'm assuming unless it's like fucking the giant or, or Lesnar comes in there and like annihilates her, then it's like obvious. And if she drops the men's title and goes back to the women's division, it's piece. It's a piece of cake with yeah. every woman. Like you really, you really put a fucking uh, a due date on her career in in, in TNA, TNA. Like, or Impact, whatever. But yeah, like it's. Who knows when her contract is up? Look, go to AEW. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I, she... There were rumors that um, Cage was supposed to go to TNA, and then he put a, a thing out there. It goes, wherever I'm signing, wherever I'm not signing, wherever I could or already have signed, it doesn't matter because I'm having surgery on my forearm. I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> the WWE signed some guy, too. Killer Cross. 
They did? They, yeah. That fun? Okay. Uh, some guy was supposed to go to AEW, but then went to uh, New Japan or ROH. Yeah. So it was some like big name that WWE was trying to get to. From what I read, Killer Cross is going straight to the main roster. That that was one of his things, yeah, because his um his wife is is I think on Raw or in NXT, and it's going to be just a straight like yeah thing to team together. It's it's amazing what wrestling is right now when it comes to folks on the independent scene. Like, you know, when AJ Styles went out, you know he was in TNA, you know he was in Ring of Honor, and then he went to WWE. Woohoo! Now it's like, if you put, like, if you flip AJ Styles into that now, it's like, there are real free agents in independent wrestling. You have three spots or four that you can really go to. And now it's like, well, who's going to pay me more? Who's going to give me that role? Who's going to gonna give me the, the creative? Where can I flourish? Uh, Matt Hardy is on his probably on his way out of WWE go and right to fucking AEW, AEW. and uh, allegedly part of that whole um, broken Matt. D- n- no, d- whatever that that weird fetishy gimmick. Oh thing. yeah, 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 yeah. The I forget Butcher the, and that, no, that, not not those guys. The the guys with the the BDSM masks. <laughs> the Dark Order. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. Like he's yeah, and he's gonna end up doing like a broken. Hardy character for that, <laughs> dude. I, I, I gotta tell you, I don't have a problem with the gimmick. No, it's good. Does that mean Jeff Hardy is gonna be there too? I hope not, because then he's gonna get in a car and get fucking DUI again. Probably all over fucking again. drunk drive a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put him, put him on Jericho's cruise, dude. Stop. <laughs> Boats toss too much. Uh, going back to the Royal Rumble, yeah. they had a strap match. What? Yeah. Daniel, Daniel Bryant. And oh, and the Fiend? Very good match. Very, very, very good match. They took the red light off of um, uh, Bray Wyatt, right? Unless it was just a pay-per-view. They said the last couple of matches that Bray Wyatt's been in, they haven't done that stupid red light in the whole arena gimmick. No, no. It was, like it was a normal. Normal lit match. I think maybe because it wasn't it outdoor. By the way, how did someone not come to the ring in the Rumble for cheap heat? With oh, a wait, wait, fucking wait, wait, wait. garbage can and an Astros thing. Because they didn't have um, the Brooklyn Brawler. Or, or, if I'm or, Elias? Oh, that would have been perfect for him. No, but he's a good guy. He's a face now, so it's not... You can't... It could have been Elias' band to the heel. <laughs> it could have been fucking Sami Zayn. It could have been Shinsuke. Kevin Owens could have done it. Yeah, just but he's for the, a face now. No, but he could have done it anyway, and it wouldn't matter. It's, it's the whole Stone Cold thing. Um, possible tag team leaving uh, WWE, going to AEW, uh, Revival. They patented their um, finisher, the Shatter Machine. So there's all this hullabaloo about Revival when their contracts are going to AEW and naming themselves the Shatter Machine. Good for them. There's They're a not getting the push, They're, and they deserve it. They're a good tag team. They're a good old school tag team like steiner brothers tag team like demolition yeah. tag team yeah it's <sighs> and they they can talk yeah i i don't understand why vince doesn't concentrate on on tag tag teams back again check it to record let's begin um I, I i don't i don't understand you have like what you have four opportunities right you got your heavyweights you got a tag team you got a women's division and you got the stupid 24 7 title right you have four 
bullet points for a fucking three-hour show. Yeah. And you choose to focus. Two for five. Well, even if you count fucking NXT. So now you're talking about you have seven hours. Of weekly. Of content. And you're telling me you can't find something for tag teams? Back again. It, it, I don't know. And you, oh, we want to go back to the Attitude Era. Do you remember what, like, one of the things that made the Attitude Era was the Dudleys, the Hardys, Edging Christian, Christian, you know? Uh, when they had the Road Warriors come back, it just, it was, yeah. The Headbangers, the and Right were, to Censor. They were shitty, the Headbangers. Yeah, but, but you needed somebody to yes, lose. The Bushwhackers, right, at towards the end, but still. The only tag team he cares about is now is... New Day. New Day and AOP. And a, listen, AOP. And the fucking dudes from the... The Viking World Raiders. Them and the NXT guys. Okay, so you're going to fill seven hours of programming with four tag teams? Why? They, they've done it the last fucking 15 <laughs> years. Why should it change now? <laughs> four tag teams, oh six God. wrestlers, three women, and a partridge in a pear tree. Just, I don't know. I, And I don't even know if Vince going away from wrestling at some point in Triple H, I don't even know if you can do that. Because people are going to look at the WWE and go, well, I'm not going to be a tag team because I'm not going to get a push. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and tag teams are like a dying breed in the WWE because nobody pushed it to begin with. Bring back the Rockers. Bring back um, Marty Jannetty. Let him tag with somebody. Hmm. <laughs> Who would he tag with? Shawn Michaels. Oh, the new rockers. The nude rockers? Yeah. <laughs> Bring that fucking Matt Riddle kid up, because all he wears is fucking tights. And he's barefoot. Is he? Yeah. Uh, oh. it, it, pretty cool. He comes to the ring in flip-flops. <laughs> and then he jumps up on the apron, and he like holds on to the top rope, and he jumps, and his flip-flops go flying. <laughs> what a gimmick, huh? Um, not as good as my favorite. Uh, Alexa Biss doing a Bronco Buster? On my face now. Uh, <laughs> my good buddy Orange Cassidy. <laughs> you and fucking Orange Cassidy. I walk around work with my hands <laughs> in my pockets, kicking a table. <laughs> and the one guy who watches wrestling is like, I got you. <laughs> do you also do the... the, the it's not a thumbs up. It's like a, like a, it's a limp thumb, right? It's like, like, a, it's like fucking Bob Dole. <laughs> oh my goodness Hi Sticks and Silver Kicks Podcast folks Your home for the perfect blend Hawking professional wrestling The what is it? The longest what? The longest episodic podcast about wrestling and hockey Coexisting in the same Marvel universe On hsskpod.com You get us on Player FM, Spotify, Google Play iTunes slash Apple Podcast Podbean. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook, HSSK Pod. Like you said, HSSKPod.com for the website. Contact us. Do what you like. Follow. Send it to people. Subscribe, unsubscribe. Do what you need to do to let everybody else know we are a gosh darn good podcast. This podcast reeks of awesomeness. No? No? That's leave it to five seconds. It's a five five second pose. Ah. Doesn't really work on the radio. That's okay. All right, folks. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Woo! Hopefully the Devils win tonight. It's tied 1-1. No. 2-1, we're up. 2-1. 2-1, we're up. I forgot about Rooney's goal. My bad. My bad. Hopefully we pull one out. (laughs) Oh, by the way, I want that defensive kid for the Devils. I don't care if we pick one, two, or three. I want the defensive kid. Let's not ruin the future show when we talk about prospects. I don't care. I don't care. That's my that's my pick now, tomorrow, and forever. Okay, James. Your toodles.